This is Exploring the Seasons of Life podcast, episode 44. I'm Cindy McMillan, and today's guest is Virginia Joy. Welcome to Exploring the Seasons of Life, a podcast for women with a big heart on a spiritual journey. Each week, join Cindy McMillan as she interviews coaches, spiritual explorers, and celebrants from all walks of life about beginnings, endings, and the messy bits in between. Self-love, well-being, and mindset are at the heart of our conversations because once you change the inside, the outside will begin to change as well. Today's guest is Virginia Joy. She is originally from New York, born in Brooklyn, and she knew as a kid she always wanted to help people. Virginia Joy's interest in aromatherapy began over 20 years ago. As many people who seek alternative therapies, she began using essential oils for common ailments, headaches, colds, and flu, and then found herself reaching for essential oils for many other issues in particular, addressing the emotions. This was back in 1983, and there weren't really many resources to buy essential oils at that time. In 2010, Still Point Aromatics was formally birthed. At Still Point Aromatics, she sourced and imports over 400 essential oils and extracts. All of Still Point's oils are either certified organic, wild harvested, unsprayed, biodynamically farmed with the rhythms of the earth and or vintage. Welcome to the podcast, Virginia Joy. I'm so excited to have you. Oh, me too. Thank you very much. Wonderful to be here. Well, I am very interested in essential oils. And when I ran across your website, I've, it's a wonderful website, by the way, and it's got so much information. I was like, oh, yes, I've got to invite her to be on the podcast. Well, this is awesome. So, yes, thank you so much for that. So I'd like to start off with what does exploring the seasons of life mean to you personally or in your business? So... Oh, that's a good question. So, and actually that's what I've been doing, you know, um, is exploring the seasons of my life. And I think um, personally, it just, at my age, I'm looking back, okay, because I'm 58. So I'm looking back a little bit at the past seasons and looking forward to future seasons. I think for me, exploring the, the seasons of my life is just to see the different um, transformational points that I've experienced as as life rolls on and how they impacted me and how I've changed and how I've made meaningful meaningful of the hard and try to enjoy the good, you know, and the oh. easy and the happy, you know, and business-wise, um, similarly, you know, Aromatics started in 2010 and it really wasn't even a plan how the business began. It was an outgrowth out of um, my massage business, the point living in balance, really, and just the need to have quality essential oils to use with my people, therapy sessions. And I wasn't happy with a lot of the oils that were out there. And I said, ah, you know, maybe I can import myself. And before I knew it, I had 162 kilos of different oils. And that's it. And I was like, wow, um, I think I'm supposed to do more with that. And then aromatics was born. And it's it, this, the how can I put this? The the seasons of the business is, I think, as it unfolds and grows, um, how far-reaching oils and 
plants and magic and medicine can help transform people. It's like, it, this sounds hokey, but it's like healing people one drop at a time. No, that doesn't sound hokey at all. I love that. <laughs> so now you did talk a little bit about how um, the business was born, but it, what was the journey like from opening Still Point Living? Now that was your massage therapy business, right? Yep. Yep. And then yep. to opening your Still Point Aromatics. So what was that journey like in between there? You know, it really was, <clears throat> it was really an organic journey. And looking back, I think those journeys, the unplanned ones are the most um, rewarding and the most expansive. And so, uh, well, back in New York, I was born in Brooklyn, like you said, but I grew up in Valley Stream. I taught in my old life. I was a fifth grade school teacher and um, left teaching after 10 years and lived in Florida for a bit now um, in Sedona. And that's where we opened the, the massage practice. The massage practice really was to, to help, just to help people. I believe in massage therapy and I'm well, well versed in energy medicine and chakras and the esoteric. So started to uh, started to incorporate a lot of that into the massage sessions and just create these really different healing vehicles. And then started to introduce essential oils in into those sessions too, for, you know, it's, um, to get in touch with spirit, to clear chakras, to release old patterning, and also on the physical for skeletal muscular things like that. And the oils really um, became a center point of the massage therapy practice. And then aromatics grew out of that. And then the teaching grew out of that too. And, you know, maybe I skipped over a piece that we probably should have started at the, at the beginning. And that is kind of like, first things first, can you tell us what essential oils are and also flower essences and how they work? Oh, yep, sure thing. So it's a great question. And there's a lot of confusion because essential oils are not flower essences and vice versa. So essential oils, basically, essential oils are distilled botanicals. So if you take, uh, for example, rosemary, so you collect the rosemary, you put it in a still, the ending of the product is essential oil, that means it was distilled with water and or steam. And so the water boils, steam breaks open the, the little secretory sacs of the plant material, gets carried over. It's a really neat alchemical process, actually. It gets carried over and then it condenses and you get essential oil and hydrosol. The essential oil, and like chicken soup with the fat on top and the broth on the bottom. And the essential oil mostly is on the top and the hydrosol separates is on the bottom. And the hydrosol is a water component, so to speak, of the essential oil. And it has the water soluble components in it. So that's what an essential oil is. Then there's absolutes, which is which are solvent extracted, but they're considered, they're used as essential oils, although technically they are not essential oils. And then CO2 extracts which is carbon dioxide extraction. But all of those essential oils, absolutes, and CO2 extracts all are used in the same way in, in aromatherapy. Then you have flower essences, which have no aroma. 
And what flower essences are is they capture the essence of the plant or flower, depending on what side of the fence you are on with the flower essences, the purest safe flower essences can only be created from blossoms. But uh, to capture the energy of, of anything can be done in water. So you can have a flower essence, which is a planetary flower essence, uh, or a gem flower essence, or a leaf flower essence, so to speak. And what that is, is just the botanical is laid in water and put out in the sun. When we make flower essences, we leave it out for a 24 hour period. So you have the solarization and the lunarization. And then you bring that in, you strain out the botanicals and normally it's made then with brandy. So you have 50 water, 50 brandy. And it, they're just the energetic imprint of, of the plant that you're working with. But it's awesome because they go great together. They complement each other. And both can be used similarly. Flower essences normally are taken under the tongue or in water, but you can apply them to problem areas too. Essential oils are best used topically or via inhalation unless you're trained. And then they also can be taken internally. But you don't want to be taking essential oils internally unless you're clinically trained or working with a clinic, clinically trained aromatherapist. Thank you for just kind of going over the basics of that. Cause I, you know, as I said in the beginning, I love essential oils. So I'm always diffusing them in the house just to, well, for a variety of reasons, one to make the house smell good and relax me if I'm using lavender or, you know, I just, I just love them. So thank you for going yeah, over yeah, that. I'm, I'm right there with you. Love them too. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and I'm really curious, is going to visit a certified aromatherapist, like when somebody comes to you, is it kind of like seeing a conventional doctor? I mean, what does a consultation look like? So it depends on the branch of aromatherapy of the aromatherapist, so to speak. So if someone is trained um, in basic aromatherapy or in clinical aromatherapy, there's usually an intake form and you haven't, you go over whatever is um, out of balance in the person, so to speak. I, I like to use that instead of wrong with the person. Um, and so it, uh, usually, uh, there's a physical component, and there's also an emotional or energetic component. And in that way, it's similar. Um, usually, the the um, after the the consultation, the the person, client, patient, whatever you want to call it, will leave with uh, a blend or a formulation to use. So in that way, it's similar to seeing a conventional doctor. The way that it's different is that. Um, aromatherapy really encompasses the whole, the whole person, the whole, all the levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. So even if somebody has, uh, let's say, a back issue, there'll always be, there'll be a pain blend, so to speak, for the back, but there's always another reason why that back is flaring. And that's where aromatherapy can add such a different dimension working on the, um, the psyche and on those patterns that cause the physical issue. So, and just purely out of curiosity, so if it is a back problem and, and you give them a blend of oils for pain, do you also give 
essential oils for whatever the the spiritual or the psychological yep yep always i do because i don't feel that it can be separated so of course when you you know to when someone comes in and and has an issue like a back issue or some kind of pain or eczema or something like that of course you want to address the issue on the physical 3d level but the uh, emotional part has to be addressed as well too and the easiest way to get to that even if you wanted to do like a self-assessment is you just say what um what does this condition make me feel? How am I feeling about this? Because you could have three people with the same exact injury, so to speak. Let's say, um, let's say a cold and flu. They both can have this, all three could have the same symptoms and the cough and the mucus and the whole bit. And most of the time, de- depending, the, the formulation for that cold will be pretty close. You, you wanna hit the right components for the cold, like high phenols for infection and <clears throat> 1,8-cineol for the muc- mucolytic property. But, and, that, and, and that's wonderful because it'll get that physical thing under condition. But when you ask the three people, how does this cold make you feel? One might say, I feel pissed. I'm so angry that I'm sick. And another person could feel, uh, say they feel helpless. Another person could say they just feel completely overwhelmed. And that sublayer of looking at the emotion that the physical caused is really can make such a big difference when working with oils and helping to speed up the healing process and overcome it. Thank you for going going through that. That makes so much sense to me. And while we're talking about emotional health and essential oils, what role does essential oils play in emotional health? And specifically, I'm thinking about grief. What are the top three that you would recommend? For grief, well, it, and it also depends on the, the grief that we're talking about. So if we're talking about, I'm, I'm going to use uh, like quotations, normal grief or regular level grief is a little bit different when you're working with someone that has a traumatic or catastrophic grief. The difference is, is that regular grief is brought on by something or an occurrence that is causes that that grief stricken it could be anything from you know loss of a job loss of a marriage loss of a pet loss of a parent or a, a death uh, a world event that just really hits you deep down traumatic catastrophic grief can be all of those same things only the effect is that your life is just ripped apart and you're never the same. And so um, depending on the type of grief really are, is the depending on, depending on the type of grief depends on the oils that you would choose and the, the length and the method. But for just grief in general, um, Melissa, uh, Melissa officinalis, it's also lemon balm, is one of the premier oils for shock and trauma. It, I have a psychiatrist friend that uses Melissa, keeps it um, a couple of drops on a cotton ball in a plastic bag in his office for when uh, his patients either disassociate or having a lot of trouble to breathe that. Another one is Neroli, which is um, Citrus Orontium Bar Amara. And it's the little white flowers of the Neroli of the bitter orange tree. 
um, which is one of the best oils for depression. And a third one that I particularly like is rhododendron, rhododendron anthropogen. But, you know, when it really comes to like any kind of emotional distress or trauma, honestly, you could look to the oils and look at their chemical components and say, well, linalool does this and santalol does this. But really what's the most important is the resonance of the aroma to the person that's smelling it. So like, for instance, for me, um, I have over 450 oils that I import. I, some of them I love, love, love. Some of them I love. Some of them not, you know, they, they're very medicinal. I'll put it that way. But people say, what's your favorite oil? What's, the, what, what's your favorite oil? And I have to tell you that the aromas that helps shift me are copper tone or Chinese food. And that's because it reminds me of my mother. And, and um, so it's this, I'm not saying people, but I, I mean, I can't duplicate those smells, but my point is, is really that what works, work, what works for the person works for the person. So even though Melissa might be the one that someone should use that, that has in, in terrible grief, if they smell it and don't like it, we need to find something that, you know, people smell and say, oh yeah, that's, that's wonderful. So long, long answer, sorry. No, that was absolutely perfect. And and I like that you said that, you know, when you smell copper tone and, and Chinese food, it reminds you of your mother. You know, and I could be in whatever state that I'm in. And, you know, if that whiff comes by, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm going um, from uh, like a, um, a very deep, sad state into being like, woohoo, but the shift occurs, you know, and that's the power really with aromatherapy, the ability to change the state our, of our psyche within seconds. Do you have, well, you just told us a story about the copper tone and, and Chinese food and, and how that makes you feel, but do you have any other stories with using essential oils or flower essences around emotional health that you could share? Yeah, I do. I have, um, I, uh, one, of, one of my students uh, was a physician's, physician's assistant um, up in Flagstaff, and she worked very closely to a psychiatrist and the psychiatrist had asked her, can you help make, uh, a, a, can you formulate something for one of my patients? And this particular young man had schizophrenia. And so she did, and she made an inhaler. And I think the oils that she used were Palo Santo, Tamala, and orange. I, I, and, and I know Palo Santo might be strange to some people, and Tamala is it's not a rare oil, it's just an unknown oil, but she made a, um, an inhaler, which is like an old Vicks inhaler, an aroma stick is what we call it, or a sniffy stick, I like that name the best. And she gave it to the kid and the voices went away. And, and he, the, yeah, the voices went away. I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to oversimplify um, any kind of mental condition or, or diagnosis, but you know, things like that happen all the time with the power of, of aroma, you know, and with flower essences, my story isn't of um, a, a human, it's I use them with with pets, I, I do consultations um, with essential oils and extracts um, for pets too. And the flower essence story is with a little um, dog that who had um, surgery and was recovering, but 
wouldn't use the wouldn't use the leg and there was nothing wrong with it you know so it was an it was an emotional uh, an emotional barrier for this little little dog and so we used um i i think it was the still point trauma release thing what one of the ones that we have for for trauma and the owner put it inside not in the dog's ears but on the inside of the ears on the ear flap and also applied it to the leg and within four days the little dog was using its leg again and to me i think animals are the best they're the they're the best representation of what oils used correctly okay do never never put oils on an animal that was flower essence we put on the little dog's leg what oils and and this energetic medicine can do because they don't have the they don't have the brain that we have that gets in the way like they don't have any of that negative self-talk or any of that doubt and they don't listen to anybody you know that you know, when, when you have something that's working, you you tell someone, wow, look, I'm, I'm using this oil. I'm feeling so good. And then all it takes is one person who seems to know better to say that doesn't work. And then all of a sudden the oil isn't working anymore for the person, it, you know, the, 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 just that power of the, the mind. <laughs> yeah, that, that makes sense. As soon as those self doubts get in there, you know, it's, it just stops everything. Yeah, it does. It really does. I I wanted to mention you have several classes on your website that sound absolutely amazing. And I was really intrigued with the metaphysics of essential oils. Can you talk a little bit about that class and maybe the role of essential oils and meditation? Oh, sure thing. So um, the metaphysics um, class is it's it's a it's a it's a workshop. Well, when I used to do it in person, it was a weekend workshop. Now, with the the way things are, it's um, virtual, and so it's it's a twenty hour workshop, and we look at both the metaphysical properties and also the therapeutic and safety because they're intertwined. But it's heavy on the metaphysical um, properties of the oils, and really, it is um, to learn how to to connect with the oils and to actually get to know them in a different way than just in the therapeutic way. In the, in our industry right now, there's such a big push on chemistry and components, so much so that I, I personally feel that the oils are being dissected into little allopathic pills instead of looking them as alchemical beings. The way I try and teach my students, um, when I talk to them, I said, think of the oils as magical alchemical beings that have therapeutic properties you know so we don't lose sight of of the the holisticness of of the essential oil and the plants and the trees so in the metaphysics class we we do a lot of work on um, applying the essential oils to the chakras and to the energetic body and also how the chakras and energetic body ties into the different physical ailments that we could have. And we also go deeply into the folklore and the history of, of how the ancients used those plants and trees. It's, it's, it's a great rabbit hole. I mean, it's a completely different way of looking at them. And the thing that's really nice about working with oils in the metaphysical, subtle, esoteric area is there's no, there's no wrong or right, really. You know, there's, there's, there's really no wrong or right. So people can experience oils and apply them to things that you would never if you were just following the therapeutic guidelines, the chemistry guidelines of the. So it's a, it's, it's, it's a fun one. 
Does that workshop have any prerequisites or can anybody join that? Yep. It, yeah. Anybody could join it. It's, it's, um, it's, we, we start at the beginning, you know, all of, all of my classes, even if it's an advanced clinical class, we start at the beginning and go through the safety and go get everybody on the same page first. Um, the, the thing I like about it is uh, especially the metaphysics, uh, like all of, all of my classes anyway, are geared towards the students. There's a certain body of knowledge that you want to disseminate, but then the rest of the time is open to take the class anywhere that it goes, you know, it's, it's customized to the group. And so with the metaphysics, it's, it's exciting because a lot of um, great conversations come up. You know, we delve deep into the psyche, so, so to speak. And um, yeah, it, it, anybody can take it. If my, if my dogs would participate, they could take it. <laughs> <Too>. <laughs> so what have you read or listened to recently that's inspired you? I'm a big um, I'm a big reader of uh, psychology books. I, I like that. Um, and so Dr. Clarissa Pinkola Estes is um, one uh, author. She wrote Women Who Run, Women Who Run With the Wolves. So I've, I've just finished reading uh, her, actually listening to her, one of her books on tape, which is uh, The uh, the Old Woman. And it's all about... Um, the, the role that the old women play and the sort of like it, it's yay to the crone, so to speak. And, and I also like Brene Brown. I like that kind of, of stuff. I find that she's very, I like that she curses. <laughs> I, think <she's> really, <laughs> I think she's really down to earth. I like her. Yeah, I do too. And just out of curiosity, um, when you were reading about, about the crone, so to speak, does she give an age? For when you become a crone, it's. I think it's more an essence when you become a crone. But you know, it's it's up there. You know, and she doesn't depict the crone as we do. You know, like an old witch. You know, it's really. Um, I think. I think croneness can be. I think croneness to croneness happens when we've gone through some kind of trauma you know, some kind of, some kind of trauma or challenge and come out the other side. Uh, I think one of the things she says is that she hasn't met a quote unquote enlightened person that hasn't been to Helen back a couple of times. And, and it's, it's the wisdom that we get with that. Yeah. Love that. Well, if you could, speaking of wisdom, if you could turn back time and talk to your 18-year-old self, what would you tell her about the season of life you're in now? So let's see. That is a, that is a really good question. So I think what I would tell her, I would tell her that it is important to trust those little voices inside and not push push them away it's important that uh that she trust herself and that it's important that i trust myself and that um it's better to be alone than to be coupled badly that's what i would say you know it, it's, it's better to be on your own than to give your power away in any kind of relationship whether it be you know job husband wife friend partner anything like that that sounds like perfect advice to an 18-year-old. 
So can you tell our listeners your website, your social media, how they can find you and follow you? Oh, oh sure. So my, my, my website is um, uh, www.stillpointaromatics.com. And um, my face, I have a couple of Facebook uh, pages. Um, there's Still Point Aromatics, and I also admin um, the ethical aromatherapy. And my metaphysical one uh, is called the Still Point Mystery School, and that's on Facebook. And then there's Instagram, I think it's Still Point Aromatherapy, and Twitter, I think it's Still Point Aroma. And, um, and then you could also just, if you want to just text me, you could just text me directly. Um, it's 928-301-8699. And so that way you could bypass the store. And if you, if you have any questions. Virginia Joy, I have loved this conversation. You are so knowledgeable. I feel truly honored that you came on the podcast. Thank you so much. Oh gosh, thank you. But it's my honor. So thank you very, very much. It was awesome, awesome, awesome talking to you. Thank you. Thanks for joining us this week on Exploring the Seasons of Life podcast. Make sure to visit our website, CynthiaMacMillan.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or Spotify, so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you could simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out as well. Until next time, live inspired.